listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Casting to you for the last time from Meadowdale, Washington, where I am wondering why we need so much stuff. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where I'm looking for Gavin Newsom's VAERS report, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Gavin Newsom, VAERS report. Gavin Newsom, children's health defense. What's going on? Yeah, we can. You want to start start out with Gavin Newsom? I don't know. I just I think let's we should go minimum. Should we should we just sell all our possessions and get a school bus and drive around? <laughs> That's a uh, every Stu- stuff you, is hard. You are having the experience every time I move. I want to own nothing. Yeah, that becomes like the driving desire. I don't want to own anything. Um. <laughs> Because moving's terrible, and yet it is terrible. It, Lord, my wife and I were going through uh, the number of times that we've moved since mm-hmm. being married, and then I was going back further. So since I graduated from high school, uh, getting close to 22 years ago now, okay, uh, I have not lived in the same location more than three years consecutively. So oh that's a lot of that's a lot of moving. Yeah, yeah. I'm see. I'm I'm I'm. I got I got I I, I put down roots a little more than that for sure for sure. So yeah. I have been since we started this podcast. I've only lived in three places. And that's in eleven years or twelve. Yeah, eleven, ten over ten years. In the first one, I barely lived there. I think it was like the last few months of me living there before I moved. Um. So yeah, I'm not a big not a big mover. <laughs> and yeah. I've lived, I've owned this house now four years. And the one before it, we own, we were there for about six years. So anyway, to just, but the longer you live somewhere, the more stuff you develop. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. My wife and, and kids. I, yeah, yeah, kids add a lot, but my wife and I are fairly minimal compared to most people. But for instance, I bet we have more stuff than you have. Like we, we only have a very small house and we've always kept it kind of minimal. Like our last place in downtown Edmonds was just really small. We did, we just never really need too much stuff. And we've always lived in kind of smaller environments um, just because we don't want very much stuff. But now, yeah, kids, kids do layer on the stuff. And oh, yeah. anyway, it, it's, it's just, it's neither here nor there, but there's a terrible part when you're moving, when you've got a lot of what you want in boxes, like for sure. And that stuff is loaded up. And you keep coming back into the house and there's just like scattered stuff everywhere. And it's like, do we want to keep this or not? And like, where does this go? Oh, that goes in the furniture that was now loaded up. Like, mm. there's just, it's, it's horrible on the ADD too. I just like walk into a room and I can barely function. I almost like short out. I'm just like, ah, I don't know where anything goes yeah. or is. So anyway, I, I've had the, the shorting out experience. I don't, 
I don't know that that's an ADD thing, but uh, <laughs> where you're just like, I don't know, you know, I, like I tell just, me what to do and I will do it. But yes, it, I don't know like what pile I, this goes I could just in. stand in the middle of a room for like 20 minutes unimpeded, just like just staring. Keep, just keep turning around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 360 degrees. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's 100% no, accurate. I've been there. Yeah. So. yeah. Anyway, um, we're excited to finally be out of here. One of the reasons we're excited, and we're just, we're just speaking about this off air, but I had a great experience yesterday. We were like, <laughs> you know, we're just like thinking to ourselves, like, man, you know, we love the school that our son was going to. And we, we had just, you know, we were getting ready to go pick him up from his last day. And we had brought, you know, donuts for the class. And we know that they were going to be doing something special for him that day. And we're like, man, this is so, so cool. And so, we, you know, swung down to run some errands because we're trying to do a million things at once. And we got to, you know, we're hungry. I said, hey, there's that really good burger place around the corner. Let's go grab a burger. So we we grab a burger and wife goes in. She's sitting down with the baby. And uh, I'm like, pay, I like already paid. And she's like, you're going to eat here or, or uh, take it to go? Because it's like, like, it's just like a grab and sit. It's like, it's called a habit burger. I think it's a California chain. They're pretty good. Like a, but like a little bit cleaner uh, food than like a fast food joint. And I said, yeah, no, you know, I think we'll eat here. She goes, oh, okay, just can I see your vaccine passport? Just <laughs> oh. uh, at, at this point, I like look over to my wife and I'm like giving her the 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 hands to the the throat, the like the the, the quick whoosh, whoosh on the throat, like eh, no, no, we're not eating here, we're not eating here. She's like looking at me like what, what? And I turn to the lady and I'm like. So, and she's like, yeah, if you're going to eat in here. And I was like, oh, okay, it's to go. <laughs> We've already paid. We're just down the street from the school. It's like, what are we going to do? So anyway, uh, we go out and I'm like, let's just eat in the car. No, no, no we'll eat outside. So we're going to eat outside with the baby. The wind is blowing. And and uh, to be honest, we really enjoyed our meal. And we just started, la- we just like laughed, hilarious, like cackled almost. Like my wife thought it was hilarious. We like couldn't believe but this is where we were. Like it was a great reminder. Like just we're starting to like get, get soft on the school and loving yeah. the you know the environment and loving this and loving that. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's cool. Me and my one year old will eat outside in the rain and wind. Like what? For health. For health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my baby how, will how sit busy outside. was this place? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's average for it was midday, so it was, yeah. It was pretty, I mean, yeah. it was lunchtime, right? But it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, they, I could have. We could have safely eaten indoors, but it's yeah. it's just well, it's, you, it's the whole thing. Yeah, but they were they were having the borderline minimum wage employee interrogate people for vaccine passports. Hundred percent, and as a matter of fact. Uh, as you know, I don't mind uh, too much a confrontation. I just looked at this girl and I was like, you know, I I just felt bad. She like she had I work here because like I just barely got out of high school and this is a job I need like written all over. And I was just like, you know, I'm just not going to yell or argue with this person. I'm just, mm-hmm. yeah. just not I'm just going to I'm just going to. OK, yeah, sure. I'll eat outside. But it was a good reminder. It was a really good. We're like sitting out there like, yeah. This is uh, just in case you th- just in case you thought you were crazy, but it's in, like in case you thought you were living in a free country. 
Yeah, well, just to get, we thought we were crazy for moving out of a place that's, you know, so great. Then we had to go sit outside. So, you know, my wife said it best. I said, are we crazy? You know, so every now and then we're talking to each other. I said, oh, man, I, I love Seattle. I lived here forever. And she's like, yeah, I do too. But she's duplicitous and she turned on us. So we got to get the heck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought, was, I thought it was great. It's like a, yeah, it's like a. Yes, I feel, I feel like I'm going to be like. This is a good word for Seattle. And, <laughs> it is. And Portland and the. They turned on us. The West Coast in general there. Yeah, and it's it's weird. I feel like I'm. I, I don't want to be, but I feel like I'm going to be like a forlorn lover. Like I'm going to be like looking at Seattle news, like what's going on in Seattle right now? Oh, those guys are terrible. What's going on? Rooting anyway. for the rooting for the Chaz to, to take <laughs> over. You, you hear James Carville? I think it was on No Agenda who he was going off. Like, yes, he was even going Seattle's off on Seattle. gonna, yeah. yeah, he's like, even Seattle's gonna get a Republican. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they messed up. And it, it, you know, we are seeing. Maybe we just want to, aside from having to eat outside with my baby, uh, we are seeing a lot of signs of pushback. I went mm-hmm. to a uh, went to a Dude Perfect. Uh, showing, which if you guys out there, anybody with kids, you know who Dude Perfect is, Andrew? Yeah. yeah. Anybody out there with kids should know. If you don't, I guarantee, or I guarantee either your kids know or they should. Go on YouTube, search Dude Perfect. But so basically five dudes who do just trick shots and fun stuff like that. But uh, they're all Christians. And uh, anyway, we went to their kind of concert or live show. Uh, in the Tacoma Dome, and it's up to the, not the venue, but it's up to the uh, talent whether or not to mandate vaccine passports. Oh, really? That's interesting. So is yep. that not in King County? That's still King it County. It is. No, actually, it's not. You're right. It's not. It's in Pierce oh, County. Okay. So it's in a different county. So, of course, the talent then said no, but everybody – it's it was uh, masks required because it's a large gathering indoors. I did not see masks enforced at the door, and when I got in, I would say less than – ah, probably about half the people were wearing them. To the point that the people we went with or met there were like, are we not supposed to wear masks or is it not enforced? I'm like, I don't think anybody here really cares. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't care. It was just like a lot of people just not wearing masks. Which is nice. So it is. I do see lots of pushback. Uh, oh, and I, this might be a good time for this. We'll call this segment text messages from Tim's wife, which could be interesting segment. But uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me hit you with a couple of. Uh, I'll just hit you with some uh, news titles, some uh, article titles. Yeah. So uh, Governor Stint, Governor Stitt. Announces federal lawsuits to fight Biden administration's vaccine mandates. And that's from Oklahoma. The governor uh, of Oklahoma, Governor Stitt, announces federal lawsuits to fight uh, Biden's administration vaccine mandates. Next article. This is sent uh, one, two from, from, the, <laughs> from the wife. Seattle and Bellevue schools cancel class on Friday, citing staffing shortages. Seattle Public Schools and Bellevue School District are closing Friday due to staffing shortages the day after Veterans Day. Hmm. So interesting. Just a little, just a little one-two, like where we are, where we're going. Just a. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, I, I feel like I've ramped. And I should also let the listeners know my son had his, uh, his situation today with his tooth. He's much, much better. Uh, I've been up since like 3.30. I should probably let somebody with more coherent uh, and hasn't been moving all day and not slept uh, talk about things that are going on. For instance, what do you think is going on with my favorite, and I use this term tongue-in-cheek, car salesman, used car salesman, Gavin. <laughs> well, let's start out with the uh, governor. This is from J- July. And this is Governor Gavin Newsom lashes out at conservatives over vaccine hesitancy or whatever. So let's just and obviously people can't see the the clip. Um, I found this clip because I was looking for other images or other videos of him talking to see how he was filmed. Oh, I see. And this will this will be relevant later. But uh, I thought what he had to say was kind of disgusting. So I should listen to it. Andrew with the, I'm going to make everybody mad or scared. I am not naive and I'll close uh, that there are many people still vaccine hesitant. That's why the state put $40 million up. We announced this last week in a CalVax grant program to encourage family practices, family physicians to have a private setting where they can address that anxiety and that hesitancy. But we are exhausted respectfully exhausted by the ideological prison that too many Americans are living under. We're exhausted by the Ron Johnsons and the Tucker Carlson's. We're exhausted by the Margie Taylor Greens. We're exhausted by the right wing echo chamber that has been perpetuating misinformation around the vaccine and its efficacy and safety. We're exhausted by the politicalization of this pandemic, and that includes mask wearing that has been equated to the Holocaust. It's disgraceful, it's unconstitutional, it's unconscionable, and it needs to be called out. Increasingly, it is being called out, and I want to acknowledge that, and I want to applaud particularly Republican leaders that have had the courage to call that out, and I hope more and more will do the same. Choice to live with this virus. And with all due respect, you don't have the choice to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. That's the equivalent of this moment with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting other people's, innocent people's lives at risk. You're putting businesses at risk. You're putting at rest the ability to educate our kids by getting them back in person full time for in-person instruction. No more Zoom schools. We want to keep our economy moving. We want our small businesses on their feet. Your choice not to get vaccinated and to listen to these pundits that are profiteering off misinformation, intentionally misinforming, comes at a real societal cost. We need to be more clear about that, and we need to call that out. And so we are doing just that in our state, and increasingly we're seeing that with leaders of all political stripes across this country, and that is indeed encouraging. And so it's in that frame, in that spirit of some optimism, 
about our capacity to deal with this, we can deal with this disease in a month. If everybody that has not gotten vaccinated got vaccinated, we can extinguish this disease. You won't be asking. All right. That's that's enough. It's the wrong question. He's dumb, huh? Oh, yeah. Newsom's really dumb. I didn't. I I don't think I've ever noticed this before. I was. So go ahead. I'm going to let your presentation. I just, you know, this, this, man, is, this, is a, this man speaks like somebody who believes in it. Inslee, when he talks, man, right. he doesn't believe any of this crap. Right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I, I, he is an empty suit that just says, I'm up here to get more power and do whatever they tell me. I just, I don't believe anything he says, but it doesn't seem like he believes it either. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, I, I feel like with Inslee, I can feel that he knows he's misleading people. This guy looks like he believes it. Yeah. I mean, he got where he is because of his relationship or uh, is he Pelosi's nephew? I think it's he's related to her somehow. And, you know, it's just one one big crime family there in running California. And he's a part of it. And he's kind of the idiot, idiot child that gets to be governor and thinks he's going to be president someday. But none of that as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, was true. You could have a hundred percent vaccination yeah. rate and it's not going away in a month. In fact, the death rate would go up, not down. And we've got, I've got stories in here on that, but we'll. So we'll governor stay. Gavin Newsom's aunt, Barbara Newsom was once married to Ron Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's brother-in-law. So he's in a very extended family, not even really blood related. But yeah. No, I think there's yeah, there's there's other mutual relations too though. That's a yeah. child child sacrifice. <laughs> that's a he yeah. Epstein. So Alec Baldwin. Let's go to a, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go slightly back in time here. Okay. Uh, to so that was July, and it's mm-hmm. you know vir- the vaccine would end the pandemic, and the only problem is the Tucker Carlsons of the world giving people misinformation and hesitancy on the vaccine, and and it's just it's a you know vaccines are wonderful. There's no other side of the story. So, like you said, Newsom not very bright. So not only does he get a booster, but he gets an actual vaccine, which any two-bit politician knows you don't get the real vaccine. You don't get the pleb vaccine. You have your private doctor give you the saline-only shot, and you keep right on trucking. You know. That, I mean, so that's that was my initial reaction, and I, I feel like they may be setting us up here, but go ahead. Okay. So at Oakland Health Clinic, Governor Newsom receives Moderna booster, encourages eligible Californians to get their COVID booster to keep immunity strong, yada, yada, yada. So this this clinic is there in Chinatown and focuses on on minority communities there. So does it remind you of... uh, whatever that actor's name is, who decided to go to the Hispanic Cultural Center to get his vaccine for oh, the ed- yeah. 
the extra virtue signaling. So I think they gave him a real vaccine. And because if there's anything that a globalist lives for, it is a climate change conference. Like this is the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is oh, the private jets and the hobnobbing with billionaires and the, you know, the the meals that have the average person's carbon footprint of an entire year built into them. It's just it is hell on earth for these people. And and that's what they're they're going for. So he doesn't go to cop 26 or whatever, whatever the name of it is. Uh, and he was the only West Coast governor not to go. Inslee and Kate Brown were over there. He was supposed to be there. Cancels last minute. It's like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do virtual stuff. It doesn't do virtual stuff. And like no sign of him. And then starting yesterday, so November 8th, there's a story that comes out in Vogue about a, a posh wedding that Nancy Pelosi was officiating and... I forget the name of the people who were getting married, just some rich kids, doesn't matter. But they just so happened to slip in that Gavin Newsom was there because no one had seen Gavin Newsom, right? So he's at this wedding, uh, and there's photos where you can kind of, where's Waldo? There's Gavin Newsom, but very distant, very fuzzy pictures, and then an overhead shot. So it's like, well, he's alive. He's at, he attended this wedding, but that does not explain where he's been for 11 days or 12 days. So let's play the um, the Alex Jones clip from Bandot Video. And uh, see what Alex has to say. He covers a couple of the, the sources for the story, including Children's Health Defense, which I've got that article in there too, but... Respected journalist Stephen Kirsch is reporting that according to his sources, Governor Newsom has not been seen now in 12 days. He even missed the big UN climate summit last week because he had a very bad reaction of, quote, Guillain-Barre syndrome, also known as Bell's palsy, which they admit it can cause. Governor Newsom admits in a press release going back two weeks that he took first the J&J experimental shot and then the Moderna experimental mRNA vaccine that Bill Gates put out that's three times stronger than the Pfizer injection. Simply incredible. Now, I've been hearing about Newsom being missing for over a week, but I kind of ignored it thinking, well, maybe Newsom just ran off for a while on a vacation, didn't tell anybody. But now, I've talked to law enforcement sources in California and also entertainment sources at the highest levels that have friends that are close to Governor Newsom. And they say he's been locked up for several weeks, coming up on several weeks, in his home that he has outside the governor's mansion in Sacramento, California. We've seen so many heart attacks, so many deaths, so many people uh, get problems with the heart valves, you name it. They even put a warning on the Pfizer and the Moderna shots saying it can cause this. And a bunch of countries have banned the shots, even in Europe. China and India won't take the Moderna or Pfizer injections. So this is a big, big deal. And it's breaking right now. 
stories up on Infowars.com, and it's Stephen Kirsch, uh, who is one of the leading inventors in Silicon Valley of a whole bunch of different tech. He's very respected. He's also a journalist, and so his sources from Silicon Valley are telling him this is happening. We'll continue to watch this very, very, very closely. Uh, this could be Newsom putting out disinfo to try to see who in his circle is reporting on him. Uh, this could be uh, a, a lot of different things. Newsom's been known to leave for four or five days unannounced to go to Hawaii to surf. But this is 12 days as of tonight and a little bit over two weeks since he took uh, the experimental Moderna shot. So we'll continue to watch it. I want to be clear. I don't wish any harm against anybody. That's bad mojo. But at the same time, if Newsom, who's trying to make Californian schoolchildren as young as five take these experimental shots, despite the fact it's been proven to cause serious immune problems, ADE, heart attacks, myocarditis, if it takes Governor Newsom dying for people to wake up and save these children who are under medical tyranny, then so be it. I'm not wishing him to die, but if it's God's plan, all I can say is hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, in, indeed. But he's not dead. I'm not saying Gavin Newsom's dead. Uh, but so Stephen Kirsch, we've talked about his stuff quite a bit. You know, this is not a he's not a fake news guy. He dives deep in the, into the statistics. Um, oh, where's the. Oh, anyway, so Children's Health Defense was the first. I guess source. To yeah. say, like, no, he's vaccine damaged, and that's what's going on. Now, Kennedy is still very plugged in with Democrats. Oh, yeah. Like, I can guarantee you that him and Newsom have plenty of mutual friends, and he he would have, like, legit sources, firsthand knowledge. Like, he's not going to just take some rumor and run with it. I mean, when was the last children's health defense story that was bogus, not counting global warming, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's not a fake news, uh, rumor mongering site. It's a very, you know, cause they get attacked all the time. They're very kind of conservative on, on what they right. will say and, and claim. So I, I think the part that Alex Jones talked about was accurate. I think the Children's Health Defense report also accurate. Um, and I, th I think he, he's in there, doctors going in and out, trying to prop this guy up. And so they, they get desperate and they're like, okay, we got to run him out there. You know, people aren't buying the, the Vogue story with the distant photos. Uh, let's, We'll put him back on camera, but we will we will light it in a way that we only show the right side of his face, the unparalyzed part, and we'll have the room really dark, and you won't be able to tell that anything's going on, and it'll be great. Uh, Gavin, just stay facing the interviewer. That's all you have to do. Just stay facing the interviewer. Have the conversation. Uh, tell your bogus story about how you know you felt so bad about missing Halloween and you would um, you know missing Halloween's worse than missing Christmas for kids and you couldn't go to the conference and you know just ignore just don't mention the other week that you haven't been doing anything and 
and just make it, you know, about your family. He can't do it. He keeps turning back the wrong way. And you can see that the left side of his face is not normal. And so, you know, I don't know. It'll probably be a conspiracy theory still. But the guy, the guy's got Bell's palsy, facial paralysis issues. It's probably better than it was a week ago. That's that tends to happen. Sometimes you bounce back pretty fast from that. Uh, but you know, he, there should be a VARES report. So I don't know if you, I don't even care about playing the video. That's people should watch it though, just for you know, see if they agree or disagree that the left side of his mouth, his left eye, it's it doesn't look right. So. No, I think I'm with you. I'm watching it now. It's I hadn't seen this. This is interesting. So, but you see how. You could tell what he was supposed to do, right? The interview yeah. was almost directly to his left. He was well, supposed to just fr- stay in profile. All right, I'll give the guy some credit. He's framed. He's framed strangely. Let's talk this out. He's a. He looks like a horrible person, but not a bad like, like, not a bad looking person, right? Like he looks looks like a nice, uh, handsome guy would probably be the word. This is a weird lighting job for somebody. <laughs> it's, like it's so dark. He, he has bright white teeth. He's he's got a symmetrical face. Why would you seat him like this? This is it's almost conspicuous in the way that it's set up. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. you can only see who wants to look at the side profile of anybody, even the guy he's interviewing. It's just that's weird. Mm -hmm. That is that is bizarre. I think you're onto something with that. And it's yeah, his left eye is like a half a second behind when in the movements and the blinks. That's bizarre. All right. Wow. So when this story came out, my thought. All right, what else did? Oh, my thought was, uh, you know, maybe they're just trying to get all the anti-vaxxers to to jump on and say, oh mm-hmm. look, he, hey, Gavin, da, 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 and he's gonna come out and be fine. They'd be like, look at these guys, we can't trust them. You know, they're so crazy. They don't want kids to get vaccinated and try and spin it that yep. way. So yeah, it's kind of so, my which, thought. Which is an angle, but again. Gavin Newsom missing a climate conference? Come on. Can I ask a question? And I know, I mean, at least that last time I checked, but, uh, you okay. didn't have, you don't have a, you're not, are you a doctor? <laughs> I'm actually not a doctor. Okay. No, that's why. It means I might trust you more. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a donation note in, in a different room that I need to get for whenever that comes up. Don't let me forget. I'm not but, a registered dietitian either, but there's, there's goals. Ah, there you go. There you go. Well, uh, but, uh, oh, the, my, the other my thing. Question, I, my I, question though is, do you uh, is guy Guyon Barre or guy Guyon Bar in Bell's palsy the same thing? I don't. I never thought so. Alex Jones said that, but I think they can. So Guyon Barre, I I think you can have both, or one or the other. So they're they're kind of they can be related, um, but Guillain-Barré is when uh, it's a neurological disorder in which the body's immune system mistakenly attacks part of its peripheral nervous system, uh, and it can range from feeling weakness to full-on paralysis, like to the point where you can't breathe. So there's a a pretty big range there, and that's. 
Bells, I had a coworker. This is not my current job. This is before who got Bell's palsy. Half her face, you know, was frozen, paralyzed. And it uh, fortunately went away after a couple of weeks. So I think it, it, it does tend to go away. Yeah. So I, I think that's what's going on. And they wanted to just wait until it was all better. But they they were feeling the heat. People were talking about it. And so they're like, oh, we got to roll him out there. He, he'll do all right. We'll shoot him up with some whatever steroids or whatever. And and he can get through it. Just don't just don't turn to your right. Gavin, uh, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the other thing is, so all the, like, there is his wife put out tweets like, oh, all you haters are so terrible, awful people saying these things. And then he gets asked, and the interviewer asks, like, oh, so you weren't abducted by aliens? It's like, oh, yeah, because that's what people were talking about. Why don't you ask him if he had any negative effects from his booster shot? Because that is right. what people are talking about. Didn't ask it, and he did not address that. He just he did a, a like social media is bad. You can't believe everything you read on Twitter rant. But he never said I did not have any negative effects from the booster shot. Never says it. Yeah. So this is you know that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I would. I'm I'm not buying the uh, the it's not even a, a an official story like I'm sure the media will develop it into like the debunked claims that Gavin Newsom suffered a negative Ooh. reaction to the vaccine but you know it's not even something he's claiming not to have suffered hmm so. well and unfortunately for Everyone, I guess. Uh, Dr. Leanna Wen says uh, booster shot not just for not just for 65 plus anymore. You want to play that clip? Hold on a second. Fact checked. California <laughs> Governor huh? Gavin Newsom says he has no side effects from Moderna booster shot. Photos show him mobile. Government denies. Governor denies. Was he incapacitated by the Moderna booster shot? No, that's not true. He said at a live event on November 9th, he did he did receive the booster shot on the 27th, but he had no side effects. And he spent two weeks out of the public eye working in his office, spending time with his children and, and attending social events, which photos corroborate. <laughs> well, there, there are photos of the wedding he attended. Uh, there's no evidence that he was ever in his office. That's interesting. This is, he said. So the longer version of this interview, apparently he. How, how long is that? How long is that clip? Oh, forty-five minutes. Okay. So. So maybe maybe he does directly address it, and he addresses it. Well, I, the fact watched, checkers say that he did. So. Well, I watched the kind of two-minute version and a couple newscasts, and they were all playing the same sections that did not include any direct denials of it. It was like, oh, you know, I just had that feeling like I should be there for my kids for Halloween because Halloween's so amazing. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, the high holy day of Halloween. Yeah. You burn the fat of the sacrifice in the pumpkin in front of your house. 
Okay. Now where? Uh, Leanna win. Oh, really? It's short. Lady Harsh is my mellow, bro. <laughs> I think at some point, everyone is going to need a booster. We are learning that immunity for the vaccines do wane over time. Thankfully, there's pretty good protection against severe disease. However, even the protection against severe disease also appears to wane. And so people who are older with chronic medical conditions should definitely get their booster now if they haven't already. Although I do think at some point we will see that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are at least three dose vaccines. And that means that people will need to get that third dose. It's a couple of things. One, she never breathes. Two, she makes a weird hum noise between all of her all of her like points. <laughs> People need to get the vaccine because anyway, so yeah, I uh, witnessed somebody getting a booster today, hopped into Walgreens yeah. to grab some pain medicine. Somebody comes, Hey, I got the J and J, but I'm ready for my, my re-up. So boosters are happening. People are boosting, boost them up, get, you, yeah. get those numbers up. On a related note. Ah, uh, why are so many in the U.S. now so sick? ERs are now swamped. I don't with know, seriously... Andrew. Why is the world so flat? <laughs> ERs are now swamped with seriously ill patients, but many don't even have COVID. And that's from NPR. Uh, that's an NPR headline. And El Gato Malo. I only get stuff from the finest sources. Okay. <laughs> The El Gato Malo bad catitude uh, substack. Yeah. So, so we're finally getting the hospital crisis that so many COVIDians have been clamoring for. There's only one eensy weensy picanio problem. It's not from COVID. This piece from NPR is incredibly telling. They lay out quite a lot of evidence that we have set our own house on fire, but fail to connect the dots. They ascribe iffy explanations devoid of substantation and fail to explore the etiology of this situation, which frankly looks really interesting. So let's dig in. First, let's hear what they're saying. Okay. Inside the emergency department at Sparrow Hospital in Lansing, Michigan, staff members are struggling to care for patients who are showing up much sicker than they've ever seen. Tiffany Dusang, the emergency room's nursing director, practically vibrates with pent-up anxiety, looking at all the patients lying on a long line of stretchers pushed up against the beige walls of the hospital's oh, hallways. Lines of stretchers. It's hard to watch, she says in her warm Texan twang, which is strange since she's in Michigan. But, but there's nothing she can do. The ER's 72 rooms are already filled. Now, we've heard a lot. This is back to, back to the cat, the bad cat. Uh, we've heard a lot of stories like this, and a great many seem to be false, but I checked it with the HHS tool. The state as a whole looks pretty normal, perhaps a tad high for this time of year. McLaren Hospital, less than 10 miles away from Sparrow, has 7% of beds and 15% of ICU empty, so they may have picked the local hospital showing the most acute strain, but strain does seem present, especially for this season. All right, they go on. It's a stark contrast to where this emergency department and thousands others were at, were at the start of the coronavirus pandemic. Except for the initial hotspots like New York City, many ERs across the U.S. were often eerily empty in the spring of 2020. 
terrified of contracting COVID-19, people who were sick with other things did their best to stay away from hospitals. Visits to emergency departments dropped to half their normal levels, according to the Epic Health Research Network, and didn't fully rebound until the summer of 2021. Hmm. Interesting. Summer of 2021. But now they're too full. Even in parts of the country where COVID-19 isn't overwhelming the health system, patients are showing up to the ER sicker than they were before the pandemic. Their disease is more advanced and in need of more complicated care. Months of treatment delays have exacerbated chronic conditions and worsened symptoms. Doctors and nurses say the severity of illness ranges widely and includes abdominal pain, respiratory problems, blood clots, heart conditions, and suicide attempts, among others. Well, that's interesting. Blood clots, heart conditions. That seems kind of vaccine-related. Uh, anyway, so Safe good, uh, yeah, good article. He goes through the total VAERS counts and death counts for the past decade. All vaccines combined uh, pale in comparison with just this year. So... Something to to keep in mind, and I think that's the the tip of, tip of the iceberg. When you dig into individual cases and you find how hard it is to find something that actually did get reported to VAERS. you know, right. it's easy to find vaccine side effect accounts where the doctor ignored them, refused to report it, said it's all in their head. Uh, but it's, you know, I'm surprised there's as many VAERS reports as there are with this, with people's experience trying to get stuff reported. So Steve Kirsch, who we mentioned earlier, did a interesting analysis showing that, you know, how they, they only say like, oh, myocarditis, right? Like that's the only side effect that ever happens. Right. Just, just mild. No, I'm sorry. Mild myocarditis. Mild rare. and rare. So kind of implying that this is the one thing you have to worry about. Yeah. He found or his researcher found over 200 side effects more common than myocarditis. (laughs) So just just in what's getting reported. And yet even with the media you know, totally covering those up. And you, you, I mean, you hear the same story from person after person. If you tell like, Oh yeah, I've got blood clots, man. Oh really? Were you vaccinated? Yeah. But they say it doesn't have anything to do with that. (laughs) It's over and over again. Um, You want a happy clip? Well, happy is probably not the right word. Sure. But a positive clip after the Leanna win. Have you ever heard of Clay Higgins, Congress critter from Louisiana? Hold, hold on a second. Where are you leaving? Are you are we leaving vaccines here? Not quite. It's related. It's a YouTube clip breaking Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins. Have right before. Yeah, there you go. Right before the end. No, no, no. It's apparently Neva will like store the YouTube clip at the point where you mm-hmm. stopped watching. It's kind of strange. So what's the, I, I didn't fix this one just back at the beginning. Sheriff from Louisiana, Clay Higgins. Thank you, sir. 
ladies and gentlemen, the oppressor's intent is for you to comply with their mandates and commands. And they don't expect for you to comply with their commands until the end of COVID. They expect you to comply with their commands until the end of time. Let me be very clear to all your oppressors. You've drawn a line in the sand. Be prepared to defend your position because some of us are free Americans and we would rather die on our feet than live on our knees. If you want to get a vaccine, get it. If you don't, don't. That's called freedom. Freedom is what's at stake. And some of us are prepared to carry that fight with every drop of our blood. On January the 3rd, 2023, Republicans will be sworn into the majority in this house behind us here. The hallowed halls of Congress shall once again be under the control of Republican conservatives. On that day, myself and many of my colleagues will introduce legislation to reinstate my military brothers and sisters with full pay back into your rank. So stay hard, stay strong, stay in shape. We're going to get you back in your slot. And to my business brothers and sisters out there, do not comply. Use Article 3. Put your attorneys to work. Stand your ground. You have about a year to make it and survive. You can do it, but stand for freedom and you'll find yourself. <laughs> there you go. And that's, you know, it's not some crackpot. He's a congressman standing out in front of Congress with uh, Thomas Massey, another one of the few good Congress people standing behind him there. So it, to be honest, I'd never heard of him, but good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you I'm sure you've seen this. We've talked about this kind of speculative we speculated on this quite a bit but uh, it it was originally a 4chan thread where the guy got the well and they were talking about it with uh i think they talked about on no agenda and i think chris talked about it on his show but there's a 4chan thread i don't know if any if they all know where it came from where this guy gets in with the code and starts going through vares and he basically discovered that all of the vaccine side effects are from like a very small lot number of these batches. Have you heard oh, this? It, or see, it, or seen it this? was referenced. Yeah, it was referenced on no agenda, but that's, I have not firsthand yeah. looked into it. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. I don't know if I am trying to find the archive of cause 4chan is weird, but so uh, can, so you can search by lot number on VARES. So this dude basically took an S he made a, he made a, uh, he used some code to design a program that would go through and pull out all of, no, you can't search by it. Of course not. It's a jumbled mess that they don't ever want you to look at, but he went through, made some code and, and, and got it to search for lot numbers. And then was able to determine that there was only like 10 lot numbers that were like almost all of the side effects. And I well, think that that, and I think that that lends to our idea that, Mm-hmm. You know, you kill one in ten, 
It's not even that. Maybe it's not that much. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's one in 20. I don't know. But you give them the real deadly stuff, and then everybody else just gets the saline and moves on with their life. Like, yeah, just get it. What's the big deal? And then you you can slowly push that number up or, or whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, it, it was interesting just to me that you and, I, you and I have been saying this kind of off and on for the last several months that we think that that's what's going on with them. Um, and it appears that somebody has kind of discovered that indeed that is exactly what's going on with them. So well, and I, I think that's part of it. And then I also think that, you know, I'm assuming that the lot numbers are kind of in a relatively small geographic area or. Nope, they're not. And that was another no? thing that he, he talks. Gosh, I wish I could figure this out. Well, Some, somebody out well, there smarter than me say, could probably figure out the 4chan archive situation. I've seen the screenshots too. No, he they spread the lots. That was one of the first things he said. Is you know that? Shoot, I wish I could. Let me see if I can find it. Go ahead. It, it would be too obvious. But it, well, I was wondering if there was if I saved it. Was if he was, if he okay, was picking up if he was picking up um, the few people that are actually reporting. Like, uh, you know, you hear about the hospital where there was the one lady who was like, I'm going to report vaccine side effects. And they ended up getting rid of her. Um, but she was reporting not just for her patients, but also for other patients. Who's, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 that was a good story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is actually from, gosh, this is in 4chan in May. So this is interesting. I just found some crazy data. The vast majority of vaccine adverse events, miscarriage, death, et cetera, are all caused by a tiny minority of, I've screenshot of this post, thank goodness, uh, minority of vaccine lots. See here. And then he links to the CDC website. Here's the craziest parts. The lots are split between the 50 states. So you, I'll take leave out the curse words. No, it's the lot. So you know it's the lot that's the problem, not a particular age group or county. Out of thousands of lots, these alone cost 20% of the reactions. And he lists all the lots out. So here's the next question. Why? What makes these lots so much more harmful? Looking for some schizo help researching these lot numbers and seeing what else they contain. And I think somebody else more recently might have gone through them and, and did it with the code or whatever. But, yeah. It, just just well, something to kind of keep uh, an eye on. Yeah, I mean – I don't know how big a lot is like, so if it created 20% of the adverse event reports, what percentage of the vaccine doses are in those lots? I'm assuming a much smaller percentage than 20, but sure. I'm not sure. So it's, I'm just here to uh, to report the four chance. It is interesting. I I do think there is, there's definitely an element to that both uh, a targeted eugenics aspect to it and then a like let's not make it too obvious by killing everyone at once well it, it i mean I'm, I'm sure we've all experienced it right we all talk everybody listening to the shows listened to you talk about it over the last several months and has listened to countless hours of other people talk about it and then you know someone in your actual life is like yeah i got it no no side effects i'm totally fine mm-hmm. and you're just like oh what <laughs> okay that's weird so maybe that's maybe that's what's going on, but yeah. But there there certainly doesn't seem to be any proof that there is a safe, effective version. Safe and effective. <laughs> there, there's a a does nothing at all, and you can still get COVID just <laughs> yeah, as easy point. version. Yeah. 
but there's, there's no, not a like, oh, no, yeah, it works. I was exposed to COVID, didn't get it. And everybody in my house got it, but yeah. they weren't vaccinated and I didn't get it. Right. Yeah. You're, you're not you're not hearing that story very often. Uh, COVID's. Oh, and back to your I actually kind of okay. messed this up. I should have done something here, but uh, I should have played this when you you just read your article, which was. Uh, uh, why are so many in the U.S. now sick? You heard the yes. uh, the nurse from from Australia. I have. <laughs> I had heard that Australian hospitals were filling up, but uh, that is interesting. We're still in the middle right of the trials, from the horse's buddy. mouth. What does she know? She's a nurse that works in the hospital. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> She's practically, she probably watches Tucker Carlson. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Italy kind of quietly uh, reduced their death count uh, from COVID. From the, Remember, I mean, Italy was like epicenter. Yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. dying of COVID in Italy. So they went back and uh, took a second look and reduced the death from COVID number by 97%. Oof, goodness. Would this whole thing not have gone a little differently if you didn't have the, you know, the Italy? Oh, look at this. It's spreading. It's out of China. It's in Italy. Everyone's dying. And remember, they they did have that whole experimental flu shot in that specific region of Italy. So just throwing it out there. Yeah, and I, I had someone point out to me, or it was an article we read, but way back when, when all that was happening, that there was a, a very old, much older population there. Like yes. Italy has one yeah. of the older populations in the EU. Yeah, and there, Which doesn't there make any a, sense. Like, how is it that you just there's a weird line. form of pneumonia that was that, that, that you know that was in place and and killing people before you know the official COVID timeline. So there's how the there's Italians a lot of stuff going on. How the Italians are outliving anybody eating that much pasta and drinking red wine every day is beyond <laughs> me. But they must know something we don't. Yeah, the Mediterranean. You know, people. Push the Mediterranean diet there. It's not really my thing, but hey. Not enough soy for you, Andrew? <laughs> uh, too close to soy there. I, I don't, oh, it's not soy, though. They... <laughs> Remember when it, somebody wrote in from the podcast, Luke from Iowa, who donated again this week with his, his monthly donation? Remember when he wrote in and told you to come move in next to him and you said there was too much... Uh, too much glyphosate in Iowa. There's too much. That was true, but there's also too much glyphosate everywhere. So yeah. it's not just Iowa. Yeah. Uh, did you follow the Robin Hood cyber attack victim story? No. That's more of your. Though. More of your. More of the stuff I should be alley. into if I wasn't. <laughs> more of the stuff yeah. I would be looking into if I wasn't. Uh, 
uprooting my entire home and uh, moving across the country. So it's kind of a like a cover story, Yahoo Finance, so the the finance propaganda arm of propaganda for dumb people. Uh, why 310 of Robinhood's 7 million cyber attack victims should be really quite worried. Okay, and then it goes through and it's like, well, yeah, sure, 7 million accounts were affected, but usually they only had one piece of personal information exposed, but there were a few hundred who had everything exposed. Uh, so just, I don't know if that'll pop back up or not. Some Yeah, that's interesting for sure. Is there ever been a more... Uh incorrectly named application in the history of mankind than robin hood robin hood was going to be like you could rob from the rich and give to the poor yeah you know anybody could do it we're gamifying it but then it turned out that they were selling all of your moves to citadel and asking citadel to make the purchases for you and citadel was actively trading against you while they did it yeah and using market maker and Robinhood was making money from the hedge funds by selling your dumb, information. Yes. <laughs> dumb users data to them. Well, but Citadel is not just a hedge fund. They also are the market makers that were making the purchases. They would just trade against you as they made them for you. Right. Yeah. Good times. So it ends up they're robbing the poor to give more to the rich. Yes. And most of your normies. They, they don't care. They don't know. Oh, yeah, it looks cool. I'm good with it. It's fine. <laughs> so, I don't know. A lot of people dropped out of that thing. I keep thinking that it's going to start to go down or it's going to go up in flames. But a lot of your normies still interested in it, like the gamification hmm. of it all. Yeah. So, it's so Robinhood itself is still doing well. I'm assuming they're, they're still selling all your information all their user information to the they've done a lot of uh kind of cya stuff (laughs) for lack of a better term over the last six months but i am not a uh, i'm clearly not a fan so yeah Uh, anyway well i will remain not a robin hood customer although it's not you know it the way they really get you is through employer retirement funds. You have so limited control over where your money goes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, look at all that evil stuff Vanguard is doing. Oh, wait, I have a Vanguard account. <laughs> oh, dude, I, that's it. Yeah. I, I don't want to invest in those things. You know, it's like, I don't know. What do you do? Uh, take it out. You still work there, so you can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Trans. Yeah. So I, I have the same deal. I have Vanguard and BlackRock. I'm in all that stuff. My retirement. It's like cool. That's what I want. <laughs> That's like a. Yeah. I I, you know, I was thinking. Well, I would never buy Moderna. And then it's like, oh, I probably did buy Moderna. I just don't know it because it's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Mutual fund, probably all over that. They probably found a way to lose money on it too, <laughs> knowing knowing Vanguard. It's like, hey, stock market's up two hundred percent. My account's up two percent. Oh, thanks. <laughs> anyway. Okay, uh, I got a uh, this this story. 
is for Will, that truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, I think he'll enjoy this one. NASA plans to crash spacecraft into an asteroid to test planetary defense system. And that's another one. You might have to restart the the video there. NASA? It's a YouTube clip, and it's... Oh, also, uh, well, it might have a different name. You got it. Crash a spacecraft into an asteroid next year to test its planetary defense system. And that's even though uh, Earth faces no such immediate danger. Can an asteroid on a collision course with our planet be deflected? That's what NASA wants to find out. It introduced a spacecraft they plan to launch later this month on a mission to crash into one. They want to see if its impact will change the asteroid's course. The Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART, is the space agency's first test mission of a planetary defense system. They plan to target a double asteroid, Didymus and its moon, Dimorphos. Neither pose a threat to Earth. This is a test. Uh, We don't want uh, to uh, be in a situation where an asteroid is uh, headed toward Earth and then have to be testing uh, this kind of capability. We want to know uh, about um, both how the spacecraft works and and what the reaction will be by the asteroid uh, to the impact uh, before we ever get in a situation like that. The mission's success rests on the shape of the asteroid, which systems engineer Elena Adams says won't be known until the spacecraft gets there. Our impact angle on the plane of Dimorphos is really um, uncertain right now, and it's really going to depend on what Dimorphos actually looks like. And we're not going to find that out until the last, well, let's let's be honest, last 20 seconds um, when we're about to hit. According to NASA's website, no known asteroid larger than 140 meters in size has a significant chance to hit Earth for the next 100 years. But they also estimate that less than half of those asteroids are accounted for. DART plans to launch the spacecraft on November 24 from California's Vandenberg Air Force Base. It is expected to reach the target asteroids by next fall. I'm not buying it. (laughs) It's from the man who put the C in. Oh, sorry. Not buying it? We're shooting an asteroid at this thing? No. What Not buying the the government agency being capable of launching a spacecraft, having it travel months, only to perfectly crash into an asteroid and knock it off its course. No. Not Have buying you, it. You've been following this Kyle Rittenhouse thing? Yeah, a little bit. Do you see the, the moment they got the guy to admit that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so you were pointing the gun at him when he shot you? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. The, yeah, that's, that's the moment my bicep was being vaporized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not like cool and funny and Rittenhouse not the best idea like let's go let's go confront some rioters with my ar um but it, you 
certainly appears to be 100% self-defense, all three occurrences. And if there's any justice, he should walk. I don't know if he will walk, because I I do not believe in our justice system. But we'll right. right, right, right. All right. Well, uh, before we hit um, the donation segment, where we thank people for donating to the show, I just wanted to play a quick uh, about two minutes from Nancy Pelosi. This is uh, the leader of the free world. I mean, California, but not free world. <laughs> Third in line for the president. If you hear if you hear some people laughing on the side. Or if you hear some people laughing, this is actually a, a show. I should probably plug this show, even though I've never actually listened to it. Uh, conservative. It's like cons- it's like a couple <sighs> ladies sitting there. No, but the name of their show is Conservative on the Right or something like this. Or But it's 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 two conservative women. But uh, they played this on their show. And this is the only clip that anybody can, you know, the rest of it's been scrubbed from the Internet. But here's. Here's Nancy Pelosi holding a press briefing. We're getting our, we're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, most of the product that we've done is, now we we may have added in the last day or so. And some what? of what we added is Senate to the bill. Like a hearing, Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me, Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin is, doesn't want hearing the bill and all that stuff. Um, so some is Senate-oriented, and then we had the family medical aid. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in. What if the hell? Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some third <laughs> and privilege. I think I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub because privilege drug is deadless to a bill. Bird, you know, it's important. It's you have to take it out, but privilege violation can take you out so so we're again getting that as we go along as well but when we pass the bill then they will <laughs> see it in its aggregate and make uh some any concerns that any of this is quote, messaging because that they have to oh my God, I'm horrified. Out regardless no matter what you send over you said you weren't going to send not a messaging bill. no no we're not messaging bill but we uh, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or bird bath or privilege scrub. What? Exercises we're engaged, bathing exercises we're engaged in, and um, um, we're getting good responses. There's no bad answer. You know, it is what it is. There's a certain object. <laughs> wow. There's no, there's no bad answer. <laughs> so who's after who's after Nancy? So if we go, if we get rid of Joe, Kamala, and Nancy, who's next after that? I'm Gavin, Inslee. <laughs> just bring bring in like, uh, all right, Governor of California, you're fourth in line for. I'm gonna session. say something. I'm gonna say something that's not necessarily very nice, but it's very true. And anybody in our audience that happens to be over 70, I hope you understand where I'm coming from with this. But most jobs in this country at this point, you wouldn't consider hiring someone over 70 to do them. It's possible 
that there's positions that somebody who's 70 plus sharp mm-hmm. enough could do. And there are many that do it. You know, I, I think my dentist may be approaching this age uh, and he continues to just kill it. You know, he's, he's good at what he does. However, most of people in that age group, you wouldn't necessarily want to bring to a high pressure sales job or, you know, some of the other uh, things out there. As a general rule, stereotypically, yet we continue to give the keys of the kingdom to these people. Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, all of the, these people. And, you know, didn't it come out a few years ago? Not, not more scandalous than the ivermectin that was, you know, used to treat 200 members of Congress. Uh, but the Alzheimer's medication and dementia medication that was being. Oh, yeah given to, to Congress. Yeah, there's some some leaking of uh, how many prescriptions for that type of stuff there were. <laughs> yeah, because there had to, you know, because that stuff's all covered by the government, taxpayer money. Hey, we get, mm-hmm. they get the best health care. And there's a lot of that going on. And it's just, it's just bizarre, right? I think it's just, it's to help us to kind of visualize that these people aren't the ones in charge, right? And there's somebody else. Yeah. Is that what they're doing? I mean, that, it seems, seems what they're doing. I, you know, I think the idea with Biden was like, he's going to look kind of old and frail and say dumb things, but you know, people will know he's not running something or running anything, but at least he'll kind of be non-threatening. But yes. then he's up there screaming at you about, with their kids taken away. He's a jerk. Then we pay like, him. Like, uh, and like, he's always like, been a jerk. He's, he's always been a jerk. It's his disposition, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm no fan of this man. I'm no fan of Obama. But Obama comes off better because he's not a jerk. He's not an a-hole. I, I know what a-holes are like. I, I am one half the time. I'm recovering from being one all the time. But, like, his, his personality is he's just a jerk. He always has yeah. been. He's always been mildly ra- – not even mildly – Fairly racist jerk talks yeah. down to people. That clip where he's on the trail and they're trying to figure out who the president. There's still, there's still, uh, gosh, what are they called? The primaries or whatever. When mm-hmm. the uh, the young guy comes up to him and starts talking about his AR-15, and he gets in his face and starts pointing, "You don't need a gun for this." And the guy like stands there, and it, it, I think it was a union meeting or something like this. And there's mm-hmm. a bunch of blue collar dudes. He's like, "Yeah, let me go out there and talk to these blue collar dudes." And he goes, "Hey man, what's going on with the what's going on with the gun control thing?" And he just starts po- pointing his finger in his face and like trying to talk down to him and like he's like leaning over him. The guy's like, "Hey man, none of this is okay. What you're doing here?" And they like he just can't help himself, you know. He just he just he's just a jerk. He just fires off like, "You don't know, you know. You're just a." <laughs> just a <laughs> What is it? Well, Hot and then he's pony soldier. Yeah, he called the that poor girl a, a lying dog face pony soldier. Uh, we're I'm I'm Twitter friends with her now, but yes, it's <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> humble brag. Uh, side story: she, I don't think we talked about it on the show. How she posted a a comment that her dad. Uh, told her like oh yeah the earth is flat like mo- most pilots know that the earth is flat and she's like is this true is this like a, a thing and it went totally viral 
which is interesting because, you know, anything like that is usually pretty suppressed on the Internet. But I think it was right. because she had had like she had this kind of conservative, very small Twitter account. And that was her one claim to fame was being called the lying dog face pony soldier by Joe Biden. And then she makes this flat earth comment and it went crazy viral. So it was it was interesting. But so anyway, and then her, her dad was she was going to like interview her dad about flat earth stuff. And then he's like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so. OK. Well, uh, this dude's name was something Wayne. Construction worker who confronted the yeah. 2020 Democratic that was a great clip, but front runner. Yeah. Anyway, Jerry Wayne. You got it? Uh, yeah, I was, was, was going to try to find it. Hold on. Oh, you had the article. It didn't have the clip with it? No, it's all it's going to have there is you got your Fox News. Oh, they won't give you the real clip, man. Oh, they think that's the problem is this has been scrubbed. I heard people on them internets talking about they couldn't find a good copy of this clip. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's just jump into uh, the donation segment. This is taking too long. Okay. It's in our archives somewhere. I know we played that on our show. We did? Yeah, I think so. Okay, thank you guys for sticking with us. I know I'm low energy. Sorry, I'm pretty tired trying to move. It's crazy. But we wanted to take a couple quick minutes to thank our listeners to this show and people who produce this show by sending us clips or sending us articles or sending us emails, sometimes sending us money. We do appreciate that. The Value for Value Network works better if people are sending value both directions. So uh, obviously, we're still doing our promotion if you donate over $25 in the United States, you get a copy of Andrew Hoffman's book, The New World Order in Eugenics, where's a flashback to what life was like <laughs> in 2009. Yeah, when when there was a visions of a dystopian future that kind of has happened. <laughs> <laughs> the back cover of this book so presciently has children in masks, and the book was printed 13 years ago. Yeah. So anyway, children in mask with vaccine needles with dollar signs on them. But yeah, yeah. must have uh, must have seen seen a trend coming that Mr. Oh, Andrew I was I was listening to the, the seed man and others even back then. So <laughs> the so seed we, man, of course, for those who don't know, is referring to the man who sells, you know, they, you shouldn't. Call he doesn't actually seed sell seeds anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's more like the vitality man. Yeah, it's bone broth man. <laughs> oh, Keto hey, man. Hey, let's let's be honest. I want some of that bone broth. I, the, the Alex Jones bone broth? Oh, in, any good bone broth, but yeah. I would take the Alex Jones stuff for sure. We don't take donate or we do take donations, but we don't take uh, advertisements. So we do want to thank the people who support <laughs> us by sending value our direction. And it looks like uh, you want to take these these first three. It hasn't even been that long. It's only been five days since our last show. So yeah, and the, the final Tim in Washington show. So this is historic. It is historic. It doesn't matter how bad it is, it's still historic. <laughs> Not all history is good history. In fact, most of it isn't. So <laughs> absolutely. So we would like to thank Autumn. For her uh, recurring donation. Thank you, Autumn. 
That's Autumn and from speaking of Washington. She's from here in Snoqualmie with me. Not too far away. I never did get my meetup done. That is one of the great. Maybe I'll have to fly back up to visit family or something and, yeah. and do a meetup. So uh, next we have Terrence. Thank you, Terrence, with the $25 donation. And from Parts Terrence Unknown. From Parts Unknown. And then we've got Tony from California, who doesn't mind our California bashing and maybe enjoyed the Gavin Newsom breakdown, or maybe he will write in and say, you guys were totally wrong. But <laughs> either way, thank you for the $5 donation there from Sioux Sun City, California. Nice, nice. And then Luke, I already met, referenced Luke, but this is Luke again uh, from the P.O. Box. Coming in from Nevada, Iowa with the $5 donation. We want to thank you very much, Luke. Thank you for continuing to, to produce the show uh, with your monthly donation. He sends you know, a little a little check, a little bill pay check. He sends, sends that nice. out. So we definitely appreciate that. And um, then PayPal doesn't get a cut that way. That's right. Just the just the post office. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the, the old post office. Yeah. And then the last one. Uh, this is from Shelly. And Shelly is from and I just dropped a piece of paper out of here. Where Shelly's from. I ran in the house, finally found what I was looking for. And now I dropped the paper that says where she's from. Oh well. Let's just say Shelly from Parts Unknown. Tim and Andrew, I heard about your podcast from James Corbett. When one connects the dots from the HeLa cells to the Tuskegee syphilis debacle, it is astonishing to recognize the depravity of man. The aim appears to be to cause chronic disease and then pharmaceutical companies have days, uh, excuse me, have drugs to sell you to manage, not cure the disease. Dr. Jennifer Daniels from her earlier podcast has excellent information from 2012 and 2013 and many more on SoundCloud. Unfortunately, her later podcasts are not quite as informative. However, I have learned quite a lot from her. For those Lutherans out there listening and those who aren't Lutherans, a brief, brief history of power podcast with Dr. Adam Kuntz and Pastor Fisk have excellent information. Thank you for your work, Shelley. Uh, BSN RN. Uh, I am also praying for both of you. Would love a copy of Andrew's book should one be available. So if you can imagine in this world that we're in being a nurse and listening to I dropped it. Sorry. Being a nurse and listening to Andrew try to scare everybody to death every week. So we just want to thank Shelley, who is from Jefferson City, Missouri. Oh, thank you, Shelly. With a donation of $35. And I don't think I've seen that book request, or have I? The book request? Yeah. Oh, no, you definitely haven't. That is not okay. in the uh, in the spreadsheet. So, yep, so we'll we... get that book request in. Yeah, sorry. I'll get yeah, that in, and Shelly will not only be getting a book request added to the spreadsheet so that you can send it, uh, out to her, but she will may also very well be the last P.O. Box donor. <laughs> Gonna have to shut down the old P.O. Box. We'll forward it to somewhere else, but yeah, we'll have to get a new P.O. Box up on the site soon. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks guys for uh, sending the uh, value this way. 
Without further ado, should we go right to the Pfizer CEO or should we just go straight to what in the world happened at the Travis Scott concert? <laughs> Let's just. Yeah, there's a, a great clip of Raheem Kassan breaking down the evil Pfizer CEO statement. But, uh, you know, they've got a lot more listeners than we do. So probably people have already heard that or they can find it. It was on Bannon's War Room. So perfect. However many million downloads they've had, he always says the number at the beginning. But uh, so, well, do you want to get? Why don't you? Because I, I know I you looked into the Travis time. Scott deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go to a source that you and I are both fans of and lost touch with for all those years. Yeah. But uh, something extremely dark happened at Travis Scott's Deadly Astro World Festival. You want to read this article or shall I? Sure. Yeah, I can. Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival ended up killing at least eight people. However, the show never stopped. Quite the contrary, it was a crescendo of dark imagery, which was described by some as knocking on the gates of hell. Here's a look at the insanity that was Astroworld 2021. A very kind of occult image there with flames going up, looking like the representation of going down into hell. Uh, Reports emerging from the Astroworld Festival, which took place in Houston on November 5th, are horrifying. Travis Scott's concert, described as dark and hellish by people present, was the site of at least eight deaths and countless injuries. And it, I don't know, I saw reports of people die, and then I saw the pictures of the eight people that died, and those people weren't in there, so I don't, I think there were more, but anyway. Uh, Throughout the entire time, and despite pleas from the public, the show never stopped. As Travis performed in front of a back... Okay, sorry, I read the same same paragraph over in different font. Soon after the concert, social media was flooded with accounts by concert goers... Back down, please, Tim. ...who felt the dark energy throughout the event, which prompted many to declare that the entire thing was a satanic ritual sacrifice. These suspicions were not only amplified when reports emerged that several people in the crowd, and at least one security guard, were pricked by a needle. Not only did these people get injected with an unknown drug, but the assaults, these assaults prompted panic, in which led people to fainting and getting trampled. All right. Over four years ago, I published an article, How Travis Scott Got Recruited by the Industry, where I explained how the symbolism surrounding him changed drastically after he got involved with the Kardashians. Since then, things only got darker and more satanic. Weird fact, the festival took place on Kris Jenner's 66th birthday. Fast forward to a couple days before the Astroworld Festival, Scott releases the song Escape Plan. This is the top comment on YouTube. Uh, This seems like some dark irony after a bunch of people couldn't escape his festival and died. Yeah, I would say that. And this is the art that accompanied the song. It's uh, the dystopia is here with a screaming Batboy type cover with him as Batboy, kind of. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. So there's, you kind of have to see it. So I would, you know, people should go look at the the pictures there. Uh, The Astroworld Festival took place on November 5th, which is a few days after Samhain, the ancient festival of death and sacrifice. The week around November 1st is known to be the time of the year when the veil between this world and the underworld is the thinnest. I did not know that. In occult circles, Samhain is still observed and is celebrated with animal and human sacrifice. 
Okay, so then it shows um, in this article about Samain, a druid states, Samain is a time when the doorway to the other world is open and we can commune with the dead, a time of divination. Lovely. Appropriately enough, everything about Astroworld is all about a doorway to another world. Okay. The show began with the fiery hellish mountain, inside which a giant eyeball gazes at the public. Throughout the show, that hole in the mountain turns into a spirally portal. Inside that portal was sometimes written, see you on the other side. And Travis Scott was wearing a shirt depicting a person entering a portal and emerging transformed. I've also seen that shirt interpreted as demons crossing or getting out, basically, but look at it either way. Uh, The stage itself is an inverted cross leading to a portal to a portal to hell. And it did not take long before the show turned into chaos as the crowd movement caused people to faint and get trampled. Um, In this disturbing video, people attempt to get the attention of festival staff yelling, stop the show because someone is dying to no avail. Yeah. And then there's also... Have you seen this video? Well... This clip? Where he's, like, staring at the... Yeah. The person lifeless. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's an, another video where the the people are not trampling the poor guys laying on the ground seizing. Yep. It yeah, that, the the whole like oh d- trampled story, it was more than trampling. I don't yes. you know. I don't know exactly all that went on, but it was not just concert trampling. I've Back in my younger days, I used to go to concerts, and yeah, eight people don't die from getting trampled on at a concert. So the thing I want to bring to this is because we're always talking about trying to figure out what's going on, what's going on here, what's going on there, looking at news, you know. But in the in reality, we're just two guys trying to figure it out on our own. We don't have any sources, and I sure as heck wasn't in in Houston at Astro World, and so I don't have a great lens for exactly what happened here. But I would like to take us back to our roots, to <laughs> our Christianity. And to even like, I remember Dr. Future talking about on Future Quake that if you brought someone back from the, say, 1200s or 1100s, the Dark Ages, and you put them at a concert, that they would be convinced that it was a religious event, right? Because there's a bunch of these symbols, there's everybody looking at one thing, there's an energy that's raised up. This is clearly a religious event, right? But in our desensitized world, it's no longer a religious event. It's just, you know, you just go and hear some music and get crazy. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to get back to thinking that things like this are extremely (laughs) uh, spiritual. Yeah. Uh, There are... So many things wrong with what happened here. Uh, to start with, apparently they had sold more tickets than they had originally said that there was going to be people available. Mm. Uh, secondly, uh, there is plenty of evidence of people trying to get them to stop the show. This first clip, this first pit clip has 10 million views, 37 seconds. 
lady crawls up on stage. So here's what's happened, right? The official story is all these people got trampled. Well, the problem is eight people had cardiac arrest, and they keep saying at least eight people died. So I think there's more. I don't understand how they're going to keep these numbers low. I do think that this was the most satanic set I have ever seen, ever, ever. I don't think Megadeth, anybody has can hold a candle to this. This is insane. There's a big mountain with a bunch of eyes, a portal to hell that said see on the other side. Yeah. People talking about getting stabbed with drugs, the uh, stabbed with uh, needles. The security guard that was stabbed was later revived with Narcan. Narcan is a reviver when you're on opioids, so heroin or fentanyl. Mm-hmm. I mean, is someone going around in the crowd injecting people? If so, was it part of the event? If it's not, what a strange coincidence. There's a bunch of see you on the other side, portal to hell, and there's a guy in the crowd trying to kill people. The official story is that their people are getting trampled. But, of course, there's plenty of video of people seizing on the floor, not being trampled. But there's a bunch of eyewitness accounts about people being in crowds. You just touched on it. And I think, uh, you know, you and I have both been in crowds. We've been in mosh pits. We've been in I've been in a mo- many a mosh pit. You, you know, you, you know, that feeling down in there in the in the in the in the pit in uh, in close where you're getting pushed around. You got to You got to kind of mm-hmm. defend yourself. You got to hold your own. Uh, there's many people who said that this wasn't like that. There were so many people. It was hard to breathe. It, they, people were so close together that if you had your hand up when the show started, you had your hand up for the rest of the time. You couldn't get it back <laughs> down like it was just that cramped. There's a lot of evidence of people trying to stop it. So this lady crawls all the way up onto the soundstage where uh, there's a cameraman filming and he's got his earpiece in and he's just, oh, I'm just trying to do my job. But I mean, it's pretty intense. If some lady comes up and says this to you and she later wrote a uh, another uh, post on Instagram, which was, you know, an explanation of how things went, which was uh, kind of in, kind of an incredible. <laughs> doesn't probably translate very well but this is a lady yelling crazy it's not to you know there's somebody dying down there the guy another guy crawls up and says stop the show stop the show and then there's a very disturbing clip of what looks like travis scott looking directly at somebody who's being taken out of the show and it's a mm-hmm. dead body and they're totally limp and he just keeps singing like yeah it's one of the more darker things i've ever seen mm-hmm. um at the bottom, in conclusion, everything surrounding Astro World 2021 was dark, eerie, and foreboding and disturbing to the core. Accounts from people who experienced the show live mentioned weird vibrations that could be heard throughout the show. Throughout the show, a loud, unsettling synth kept playing while Scott's songs uh, gave a chilling horror movie, horror movie quality to the performance. In short, the fact that the last moments of uh, at least eight people took place in this nightmarish setting in front of a literal portal to hell is thought that is difficult to fathom. However, this is exactly the type of energy sick, occult-minded individuals seek to generate and harness through mega rituals. 
Was this show purposely manufactured to turn a human sacrifice event during Samhain week? Difficult to say. However, one thing's for sure: when when everything is done to make an event as dark as demonly as uh, dark and demonic as possible, dark and demonic things happen. Don't get sucked into the portal. Um, there's a six-minute clip of this poor guy kind of ex- explaining what it was like for him there. Um, I. <laughs> Wearing a flames flames on a shirt. Yeah, but that's I I've, I had that shirt when I was younger. That's a Thrasher shirt. He he's know, probably not just... a, he's probably not a skateboarder. But yeah, you're right. Um, what was I gonna say though? Here, I found a there is a couple curse words in here. I think I'm just gonna leave it uh, because it, it it lends to one thing that's very true about what happened here is a lot of people woke up to hey Travis Scott not a good dude this music not great and maybe God doesn't want me doing this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, but I thought this was really good. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this in there. This was a TikTok uh, black man, black kid who came out with this uh, shortly after the whole thing happened. And then uh, we'll wrap, I think shortly after that. An, an indigenous truth coming to a thought near you. And I'm on here to talk about the Travis Scott concert and the spiritual significance behind that. As all y'all Travis Scott's fans see, I know y'all a little heartbroken. And come on, y'all. Look at the flyer. Riddle with Masonic imagery. Look at this flyer. It has a triangle in the background. Clearly looks like someone we all know if you spiritually adapt. Mr. Alistair Crawley. For the people that died in that concert, may your souls know reprieve. And for the people that were there saying that it was literally like hell itself. Yes, they were doing demonic witchcraft rituals on you. Did you guys not hear Uzi when Uzi said, look, y'all are going to hell with me. It's too late. That's because all those people, they have drunk alcohol, have did psychedelic substances, have just completely altered their mental states and have opened themselves up for demonic possession. You have been marked. Gotta be like spiritual street smart. Did y'all not see Kylie Jenner and her little witch family up in the corner in the booth? Yeah, they up there doing mad rituals and shit like that. Travis Scott is just the front man to gather the souls up and so they could do what they want with them and whatnot. Y'all have to be smart and safe. We are in a time of spiritual warfare. For any like body there, especially black people, get your ass out of that Travis Scott, out of them Travis Scott concerts, out of all these little new age, little nigga concerts. As black people, y'all should already fucking know the type of energy that's going on. And just that FYI, what they're doing is trying to spiritually plunge the frequency of the planet into a fear frequency so everything that happened there was orchestrated people getting trampled over people getting stumped on etc people dying they are trying to basically shake the frequency of the planet so that they can invite in more lower frequency demonic demons and whatnot and they using y'all's battery packs to basically like an ion cannon shooting it up into the atmosphere destroying the natural shield of the earth so that their friends from the other side could walk on in this bitch quit being a battery pack y'all y'all not the za Get off of it. Which. <laughs> so, well, I've got one. I've got one more clip for you. Okay. So this is from. Shut down. This is a gal. And this is from 2019. And it's a YouTube video titled. Um, Prophetic Dream plus Travis Scott. <laughs> Plus demonic possession. And go ahead and start it. I, I put the time codes on there. but Or maybe I didn't. 
I don't see him. Uh, so yeah, just start it uh, at like real early, like 15 seconds, and we're just going for the first part of the video. About Travis Scott. It was like we were standing outside. It was my husband and I and some other young men, like celebrities, which is strange because I don't do celebrities or anything like that. Like, and I know it sounds weird for me to say I don't do celebrities like I know celebrities, but I don't follow behind what the world is doing. I don't have a desire for that in my heart at all. So this was strange for me to be around these celebrities. Now, Travis Scott was talking to someone and I happened to look over at him and I could see that he was possessed by demons. They weren't completely manifested, but my spirit was aware of the spirits on the inside of him. As I stared at him, as he stood, he looked at me. And it was so strange because it was as if someone had taken his picture. It was as if paparazzi was around and had taken his picture because he stood so still as he looked at me. And it seemed like time kept going and going while I looked at him. It was as if I was looking at his picture, but he was standing there. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it to you guys, but the look he gave me was an evil look. It was a look as if I was disturbing him, like it was disturbing for him to look at me as if I was bothering him. It's like I could see the demons inside him without them manifesting, if that made sense. Like my spirit and the demonic spirits within him, we recognize yeah. each other. Yeah. He didn't like yep. what he was seeing and what I was seeing was very disturbing. So he stared at me. And so finally we stopped staring at each other. And when I'm when I'm gazing off guys, it's because I am picturing the dream. All right, I'm, I'm going back into my dream to make sure that I get everything like I, I explain everything in detail to you guys. And that's why I'm doing this, because it's important that I document my dreams immediately as soon as I wake up so that I can remember everything as much as possible. So. After that, he walked closer to me, but there were a group of other guys. And there was a guy standing in the group. One, there were guys, but one in particular stood out. 
My spirit recognized that his spirit desired what Travis Scott had, which was like fame, fortune. Like he wanted what Travis Scott had. And the guy told Travis Scott that he wanted to trade something with Travis Scott. And Travis Scott looked at him. And the weirdest thing, Travis Scott, it's like, now remember he's possessed. The demons in in Travis Scott snatched off of the boy's face what the boy was willing to sacrifice. And when he snatched it real quick, he snatched it from his face. And I'm watching it, it happened so fast. My husband tapped me and said, look, the boy looked over at me and part of his chin, this was missing. You see the inside of his chin, blood. I mean, blood wasn't gushing, but you could see the inside of his like chin, his face right there. When that happened, my sister was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's a good good spot to stop it. <laughs> but uh, another one of the, I don't know if it was a poster or a shirt, but it was like an open mouth. With oh. like the, the chin drop down and then like. I think that was the stage. Like an entrance. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. So this this gal put this video out. Yeah, tell him the punchline to that video. I saw uh, it as soon as we got two, on there. Two years ago, and she is um, in Houston. Yeah. So she's in Houston. She has a dream about this thing. In uh, yeah, that was uh, Travis Scott being demon possessed and people sacrificing parts of themselves to the demons. <laughs> you inside. know that. So. That's another criticism. I just keep coming up with good criticisms of the American Christian church. But, you know, they're so far away in the regular daily talk about spiritual stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I've even had people argue with me that they don't even think that that stuff happens anymore. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's important for us to remember that not only does that stuff happen, but that, like, if you aren't providing answers to the people around you on how that stuff happens and what that stuff looks like, they're going to find it elsewhere. And they're going to find it at a stupid concert full of stupid people who don't understand what they're doing and, and putting themselves, opening themselves up, like that dude said, to demons. I mean, we can we can wrap. This, there's another clip here. This guy talks for six minutes. It's littered with curse words. But he's he is just mortified like he he this is a guy who he recorded it just after, there yeah. yeah he just after he left and he just he cannot believe kind of what happened so anyway it's just important i think for us to remember this sort of stuff yeah it, it, <laughs> the spiritual stuff is real 
It's absolutely real. You know, absolutely real. I I think if I have a regret about even kind of my first book and what have you was focusing too much on the kind of atheistic determinism point of view or atheistic materialistic, you know, everything's just a chemical reaction. It's like no one really believes that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's, the, the, the real in, issue is the is the spiritual battle that's going on. In 2009, though, that's what it, which kind of, that was the prediction for the direction it was going to go in atheistic. And it, it still kind of is. I mean, the scientism. Don't you believe in science? There's no God. Yeah. Just science. Stay in your house, slave. <laughs> yeah. The, the scientism, though. You peel back a tiny bit of the layer and there's there's Kabbalah spirituality under yeah. there. There's all sorts of occult stuff. I mean, this is, you know, normal people don't uh, aren't OK with torturing dogs. You know, this is not the the sign. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah I mean, this oh. is. Yeah. You have to be into evil to to enjoy that sort of thing and to to be performing a concert to see someone apparently dead in front of you and just feel like, Oh, I'm just going to keep on going. This is great. And it doesn't matter what PR statement you put out afterwards. Like, come on. I mean, that's the, the videos that people took of it speak for themselves. They do. And, it, and, it, and, and as it's a really contra- weird that nothing stopped. I mean, that, yeah. And you, as you a can contrast, even someone posted it. Posted a Lincoln Park clip from a Lincoln Park yeah, concert. That's funny. I found that clip too. I found that <laughs> yeah. clip too. Where it's like, hey, hey, everybody stop. Everybody stop. Someone's help him up. Help me. You know, I mean, it's pick him up. Yeah. Pick him up. Somebody yeah. falls down, you pick him up. Yeah. Uh, there was a comment in that video where they were talking about they used to go in mosh, they've been going to mosh pits for their whole life and they quit going about four or five years ago because people don't care anymore. They don't mm. care if somebody falls down, they just laugh. Yeah, I haven't been, you know, this is, it's been longer than that, where I was at that type of concert. One one thing that a lot of people have pointed out in metal music, uh, you have like hardcore Christian bands like Norma Jean, mm-hmm. and you have full on Satanist bands. There's like, there's very little in between. It's not like, oh, it's, they're a metal band, but there's... You know, just singing about drinking and hanging out. Like, that's not a, I, I mean, don't know, for, I, for whatever reason, there's something, you know, openly spiritual about that type of music. Yeah, but. it's very true. Uh, Alice, Alice Cooper, he has one of my favorite quotes. Drinking beer is easy. Trashing your hotel room is easy. Being a Christian that's a tough call. That's rebellion. <laughs> he got his doctorate on the same day I graduated from college, from the same place. Like, was he? The, he was there. Grand, Grand Canyon University gave him his uh, an honorary doctorate, doctorate on my graduation year, and then he sang about thirty seconds of "Schools Out for Summer" at the end. So, nice. <laughs> Alice Cooper opens up about his faith. There was never a more more of a rebel than Jesus Christ. It's pretty cool. Yeah, all people that have actually met him 
he's usually known as a pretty nice guy. So I think he's, I think as far as I know, he's legit. But. Sure, sure. Okay, well, that's it. It's a wrap for Washington State, I guess. So next show maybe. you'll be in Oklahoma. We'll see if we. Uh, it's gonna be close. We'll we might do a show with you in in Oklahoma and me still in in Oregon. It's possible. Everyone, everyone, listen. Okay, this is it. There will be no show next week. No show next week. There no. will be no show next week. Yeah, there yeah. may be a show Thanksgiving week, but there may not. It doesn't mean we're going to quit for a year again, but it does mean there will not be a show next week or the uh, maybe even the week after. But and then then you're going to be moving. So it'll be it'll be interesting yeah. time as we head in and hopefully a boring time in news and everything else. Uh, I keep thinking that uh, something's going to happen this winter, and I think a lot of people think that. So hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully nothing happens. We don't have to cover. There's not a bunch we have to cover. And we, our families both travel safely. Please pray for our families. Continue to, please, as we uh, embark on this uh, great journey and uh, adventure. I will be leaving as soon as Friday. So we shall All see. Right. You going to stop in, in town here for lunch on your way out? I, I am not going to go to the <laughs> Oregon. I'm sorry. Oh, you're going to you're going different route. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know I'd love to go south into California and then over, but that adds time. And we're trying to do a, a little bit different route. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I'm trying to do a different route. So the shortest route possible, I think, might be the best one for us. And uh, yeah, I'll see. You know, I don't know. I have a, a thousand year old dog and a one year old baby, so I don't know how many hours a day I can get in. I'm definitely not going to be doing the two 12-hour days I did last time I drove to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Those are tough. But no, no, no. It'll be more like, let's see if we can get five hours out of this thing today. 24 so, hours? That's I think it's longer than that, isn't it? It's, th- it's, it's 20, 27 hours from here. Yeah. It's 30, yeah. yeah. 28 to 30, depending. You wonder how far it is? It's actually 1,500 miles to fly from door to door. But by the okay. time you add ro- by the time you add roads, it's 2,000. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got to do turns and things like that. So it's far. It'll be fun though. I don't have a job. <laughs> My wife is doesn't really now either. She's got her own business which she shut down for a little bit. So. We're just going to try to – this is the hardest part, the stressful part is getting everything packed up. We're just going to mm-hmm. try to uh, enjoy ourselves and see a little bit of the country and just kind of lean into to changing our scenery slowly. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear some, uh, you know, stuff to stop and see tips from people. So if yeah. you're yeah, familiar cool. with that, the part of the country that we'll, we'll be driving through, let us know. Yeah. Please, yes, please email us and give us stuff to stop and see between here and Oklahoma. And don't be lame like Andrew and try try and get me to go look at the world's biggest ball of yarn or whatever. (laughs) Or Corn Palace. (laughs) It's out there. Don't forget about the Corn Palace. All right. Well, uh, until uh, next time in a couple weeks, thanks for uh, listening, and uh, I'll see you later. Thanks, everybody. 
A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say Speak to you later. I'm so tired. Ugh.